I can honestly say your secrets will always be safe with me. But that's mostly because I probably don't care enough to listen. Funny how that works. Hello, and welcome to a show that says you've got a little hard-working personality in you, don't you? Too bad it's your dad, and that's the reason why you only get to see him through glass with supervised visits. Here on the Peter Pod Network! Season 2! Because your theory is, we're going to go down there and have a donkey barbecue, and I'm going to furnish the ass, right? You are And a big welcome back to everybody out there for Season 2, Episode 18 of the Peter Pod Network. I am Peter Pod, he's Will in the back, and this week's mascot, Donald Trump, aka the Big Orange Monster, just been hit with another set of felony charges for his handling of classified documents. And still, he has a better shot of becoming president than you. Feel proud, America. Yes, welcome back to what we hope is another great show as we talk about things like Bike Week has returned to Laconia, New Hampshire for its 100th anniversary, and the Peter Pod Network makes sure to make an appearance and drink as much as humanly possible. And we fit right in. Hampton Beach Sandcastles are finishing up, and anyone who's anyone is waiting for another group of asshole kids to ruin the event again this year. Kevin Spacey says he's getting ready for his big comeback in Hollywood, and most people are wondering which little boy's back that will be on. Bill Cosby's getting sued OJ style, and I'm pretty sure at this point we don't even have to say why. Just think, druggy drug drug, gluggy glug glug, and rapey rape rape. Harvard Medical School just found out that one of their employees has been throwing a fire sale and used body parts. We didn't have to write a joke for that one. What the fuck? And science may have found a way around those pesky laws against human cloning. Because that's what we need. More assholes. We'll get to all this and more in this episode of the Peter Pod Network. And this week's email comes from Elizabeth in Manchester, and she writes, Why do you always make fun of your listeners? That's no way to grow your show. And we can answer that one pretty easily, so thank you for the Elizabeth for the uh, throwing us a softball there. I know we said it before, but some things apparently do bear repeating. The Peter Pot Network only exists because two giant assholes decide to tell off the world. And we think we're pretty good at it. And we get the hay mail to prove it. And what we mean is the whole point of the show is for people to stop being polite and say shit as it actually is. When do you think our world starts with? We're all giant pieces of shit, so we might as well enjoy it. We now live in a world where people are redefining commonly used words and creating safe spaces in order to be as inoffensive as possible. And this is just judging by what we see crawling around Concord. But some of y'all could use for someone just to punch you in the fucking face of some truth. And hopefully that truth is going to be worse than a punch in the nose. That way maybe you'll learn that dressing up like a 12-year-old Japanese girl is not the way to attract men. At least not the ones who aren't terrified that the FBI could show up at any moment with a warrant for their computers. And if you'd like us to offend you personally by email, write into thepeterpodnetwork at gmail.com, where we treat stupid questions like a sport. Also remember the T-H-E, or else you ain't speaking to me. Subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us from, give us a follow on all the major socials. You can also find us on Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, and more. And to find the archives, head on down to peterpodnetwork.com, the home of all the full episodes, the art and songs that make us New Hampshire's shittiest little show. Now that we have all that out of the way, let's get the show off right with... King of the Jackholes! Well, I guess you know we're about to piss somebody off. Alright, King of the Jackholes is back for another week, and this week we got our creepiest one yet. So in order to get right into this, ladies and gentlemen, and those who identify as fish, let me introduce this week's King of the Jackholes, Harvard Medical School, which are words that should worry everybody. 
That's right, we need a good story. Humanity provides again. And it has a New Hampshire link that makes the Grand Estate look like a good summer destination for Hannibal Lecter. So as the story goes, a now former manager at the Anatomical Gifts Program over at Harvard Medical School in Boston, Massachusetts. And yeah, you're about to find out what can happen to your body if you donate it to science. Anyways, this shitbird is alleged to have decided it was a good idea to steal the organs and other body parts of cadavers that were donated for study with his wife, another shitbird. And then the two of them smuggle the shit up to his place in Gosstown, New Hampshire, and then sell them online. Like a couch you buy on Amazon. And for some ungodly reason, thought that would fly under the radar. At one point, the couple, 55-year-old Cedric Lodge and his wife, 63-year-old Denise Lodge, were allowing tours through the morgue to at least two folks who were also named in the indictment. Katrina McLean, who's also the owner of Cat's Creepy Creations in Peabody, Mass. And seriously, if you bought something there, you might want to check if the real owners might like their foot back. And also Joshua Taylor, who is just a really fucked up collector, I guess. Not a lot of information has come out about him just yet, but for some reason that makes us worry even more. One of the sales from the prosecutor that was mentioned was an instance where Cat McLean, and we quote the Guardian here, agreed to purchase two dissected faces for 600 bucks. And McLean herself was suspected of shipping human skin to another person in Pennsylvania. That was so disgusting fuck could turn the human hides into leather. Because she didn't have enough lampshades or something, I guess. Heads, brains, skin, bones, and a shitload of other donated remains were stolen and then sold by the couple, who appeared to have been rooting for the wrong side when they saw Silence of the Lambs. And in the memo lines on the transactions, you can see that participants had a bit of sense of humor with the whole thing, as one read head number seven, and another just simply said brains, with the extra eyes in the spelling to read out like a zombie. Which you gotta admit, kinda funny. Harvard's pissed, and we would hope they would be, but this doesn't... Doesn't really make too much sense, because doesn't this guy have a fucking boss? Does no one check to make sure no one made off of Mrs. Templeton's face so it doesn't end up on eBay as part of some geriatric-themed wall clock? Well, I'm the shit. Is this guy and his wife getting away with this? Uh, allegedly. For this long before somebody notices that Cedric is bringing an audience into work with him. And everybody leaves with a parting gift. It's bad enough that we've got to worry about people digging up our bodies and fucking them. Now we gotta worry about people going shopping for us at the morgue like it was a goddamn Kmart blue light special, turning us into a pair of pants. You know why Betty White died? Just so she didn't have to hear about this shit. So for not keeping on your shit and making sure the guy you knew was the creepiest guy in the building, I mean, who else takes that fucking job? And making sure that fuckhead isn't hosting his own Amazon shop in the middle of your morgue. Harvard Medical School, you are... King of the Jackals! this song and why is it so long? What was I thinking when I wrote this down? And I don't know the words, I just wanna meet girls with what I thought was an amazing song. And I don't know how this song goes. Now probably should have tried a song I don't like on stages up and down this road and every time I sing it I just kind of wing it because I've got no soul and I don't know how this song goes and probably should have tried a little 
felt so long But was I thinking when I wrote this down? I don't know the words, I just wanna meet girls But what I found was an amazing song Peter Pod News Station's world-famous Stage 5. Join our hosts in discovering what makes you tick, New Hampshire. Is your neighbor secretly running a Taiwanese brothel out of his basement? He is. Are they open when I get off work tonight? They are. Do we know if they accept checks? They do. Can someone call my wife and let her know I'll be late? On it. This is... The PPN News. Welcome to your local New Hampshire news. First up tonight in the PPN News, Bike Week has returned to Laconia, New Hampshire to celebrate its 100th year in the Lakes region. And if the guy who threw up all over the docks is any indicator, it was a smashing success. Though some reports of motorcycle involved accidents were reported, including the death of actor Treat Williams just across the state line in Vermont during the week. Most of the event attendees who wanted to were able to get just as fucked up as they wanted and make just a big ass out of themselves as they felt was needed, just as God intended. Which, if you boil it down, means yada yada yada, way too many bikes showed up. And yada yada yada, a lot of people drank way too much. And of course, yada yada yada, a lot more girls are willing to do butt stuff. And the men rejoiced. Overall, the event really was nicer than most years as the temperatures didn't scorch and a lakeside breeze kept the cheap beer vendors and the guy selling nickel bags by the beach in good spirits. Which, of course, made this guy very, very happy. A Manchester apartment building on High Street was almost the victim of an arson by 55-year-old Michael Mientes, also of Manchester. The motive for the attempted display of stupidity was not immediately revealed by the Manchester Police Department or the Manchester Fire Department, who worked in conjunction to prevent the felony attempted arson to an occupied structure. But if history of these things is any indicator, he was probably trying to save some abandoned kittens he found in the alley and was warming them with a space heater to save their precious little souls. Nah, we're kidding. Nowadays in Manchester, and we're just guessing here, but either set something on fire trying to smoke crack, or there's some bitch in the building who don't listen. Either way, it looks like Michael Mienta's love of all things flaming may not come in handy quite so well when he hits prison. Or he can make him the most popular guy there. Only time will tell. Then finally tonight in the PPN News, competition returns to Hampton Beach as the most popular contest that no one really cares about is back once again in the sands along Ocean Avenue. That's right, the Sandcastle competition is back, along with some familiar competitors and no one really cares about as well. And this year's sculptures can be best described as something I'll check out later, if I don't go home first. And maybe I'll check them out next time. Maybe. 
But for those of you out there interested in things that are kind of pointless, but nevertheless are a great excuse to gobble the kids up in the car and take them to the beach, and if you're lucky, lose sight of them and let them get kidnapped, and maybe then next year you can afford a better vacation than the fucking sandcastles. And it'll be quieter, too. Hello, friends. My name is Jeff McConaughey. And I'm here to tell you all about that drunken advantage malt liquor. The only alley made malt liquor that's stronger than those pussies that make moonshine. Why, in fact, lab testing has shown that drunken advantage malt liquor is everything you need to start the day off right. And if you don't feel like working anymore, just say you're blind. Once you show them you love that car fluid flavor of drunken advantage malt liquor, everyone will be showering you in sympathy. Here at Drunken Advantage Malt Liquor, we spend a full 20 to 22 minutes perfecting that toilet bowl quality brew that you know and love. In fact, last week alone, we added three more dead cats to our mash to bring out those familiar qualities that remind you of grandma's cooking. And dad's pure hate for Mexicans. So the next time the man comes down on you for something fucking stupid, like trying to run down your brother with your truck after you catch him trying to fuck your favorite mule, or when the newsman says it won't rain, but it does. And now you have to wait to dig that mouthy bitch a shallow grave. Or when Nickelback makes a new album. What you need is the drunken advantage. That same drunken advantage led to such things as the beer koozie. Or the foam dome. Or, and this one's our favorite, an insanity defense against domestic violence charges. Drunken Advantage Malt Liquor promises to keep up our goal of innovation and standards. Why, just last week when we added the extra cats, we also threw in half a possum that we wrestled away from the dogs. And we do that just for you. Drunken Advantage Malt Liquor. Because the Jimmy Kimmel Show ain't getting any better on its own. Drunken Advantage Malt Liquor probably supports this year's pledge against abuse. While everyone marches in the parade, please know our contribution to keep everyone else at home and drunk as shit is the least we can do. to another edition of our world one of the last places left on earth where it's okay to say we are all fucked up so let's try to enjoy it kevin spacey's coming out in a different way this time as he's told zeet magazine that he's preparing for his big hollywood comeback and that there are big projects just waiting for him to begin little problem with that though dude's still on trial in london on a dozen counts of sexual assault he allegedly did on four men and that trial doesn't even start till the end of june so we support this as a fair warning to all the guys down in the film capital of the world especially since his last couple court appearances last October, which accused Spacey of molesting a 14-year-old at a party, fell apart when the jury sided with the disgraced film star. So don't be shocked if you catch him out and about and on the town looking for special assistance, because there's a real chance he beats this one and we all get stuck with an American Beauty Part 2. The most beautiful thing in the world, my ass. And staying on the subject of actors who can't keep their hands to themselves, Bill Cosby's back in the news and this time he's getting the OJ treatment. 
That's right, those who remember the biggest event of the 90s know that even though O.J. Simpson was acquitted of killing his former wife, Nicole Brown Simpson and her boyfriend, Ron Goldman, for one hell of a circus trial, well, that didn't stop Ron Goldman's father from suing the shit out of Simpson and winning a civil suit for millions against the former football star slash actor. And it looks like Janice Dickinson and eight other women have a lawyer who pays attention, because they're now going for broke and are suing for an undisclosed amount. Some are estimating to be between a shitload of money and a fuck ton of money. And that's not all for Cosby, as it appears the state of Nevada may be making this whole thing easier for the women to do, as the previous statute of limitations that had previously prevented the sexual assault lawsuit from coming earlier was recently abolished and removed, which of course now is Bill Cosby shit and puddin' pops. In other news, longtime artist and creator two characters beloved by millions, artist John Ramada Sr. has passed away at the age of 93. Most remembered for his longtime work on the comic book The Amazing Spider-Man and being co-creator for the character Wolverine, Ramada must have been plenty pissed to see his work going to make billions in the movie world without him. Knowing that I missed out on over 10 years of those checks would have killed me too. And as we said earlier, science may have found a way around those pesky human cloning laws as the announcement that a synthetic human embryo has been created in a lab without the use of a womb. Which basically means that someday, maybe you too can't own your very own human. Flariously, just like the Confederates and the Bible always wanted. And before you're getting all kinds of pissy, the Bible's got no problem with slavery. You just can't fuck them. Or maybe you can, I don't know. Anyways, most are assuming these embryos are going to be used to grow organs for transplant or for studying disease. And the rest of us are assuming that in order to do that, medical science is going to have to go into the torture business. Because you can't find out if your smallpox vaccine works until you give the vaccine and smallpox to someone. And then you get to sit back and watch what happens. At least less homeless people will go missing now. Then in our last story of the night, the dead are rising and they are pissed. Or at least one mother is in Ecuador after she was declared dead and her kids threw her awake before they are going to bury her old ass in the ground. One person among the 20 described at the event said four or five hours had passed at the wake, and then suddenly the coffin started to rock and make sounds. That's right, Bella Montoya, age 76, was declared dead just that morning. Apparently her kids, or her kids couldn't get away from her fast enough as they waited all of six seconds to throw the wake while they dug a hole out back. But much of the kids' dismay, Mama wasn't dead, but she was wrapped up tight in a sheet and was screaming and banging on the coffin lid to get the fuck out of there. But it looks like Mama Montoya wasn't a complete bitch after all as her kids decided to let her out. But for a second or two there, they had options. And you know at least one of them thought about it. I get on the plane, it's time to go. This is the dumbest thing I could have ever done. Then we're on our way, and the highway go. And it looks like there's no turning back now. It's right there, my turn. I feel like it's now or never I'm so scared Cause I know That if I die that shit's forever My friend said let's go
And that is it for this week's show. Thank you for checking out episode 18 of the Peter Pod Network. Well, if you liked what you heard, particularly proud of this week's songs. You know, we kept the show slightly shorter this week, but you're just going to have to suck it up. Because between bike weekend, a few days in Hampton Beach, we had shit to do. Way too much weed and beer to do it with. Special thank you to Adam and Hampton for taking us around and showing us all the good places to smoke a J without getting in trouble. And a big hello to Tino who runs the hippie shop next to the arcades for joining our festivities. And being cool by not calling the cops. So make sure to hit that subscribe button and give us a follow wherever you find us. We're also on Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, and more. So if you see a search bar, type in Peter Pod Network and see what happens. So for Will in the Back, I am Peter Pod, and this week's mascot, Donald Trump, may have figured out the worst way to spend $130,000. That's it for us. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Monday only on the Peter Pod Network. Find my soul.